Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar? It's uh, interesting, you know, lots of uh, lots of in- interesting inquiries and lots of people super excited to go solar, which we love. Yep. Lots of super happy people that have gone solar and, uh, you know, people coming back from three years ago where we got one of my guys got thrown out of the office, yep. never to come. And now three years <laughs> later, hey, bro, <laughs> <laughs> you sit, you guys still doing solar and, uh, and you know, sweet as pie. So nice uh, people only. <laughs> That's what I said. Yes, yes. They, uh, uh, somehow, some way, uh, we're we're making friends wherever we go, which is uh, which is great. That's good very good. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, can't be can't be. Well, I'm sure it can be better, but it's we're we're very fortunate. Very happy that is to true. Be here. Awesome. So, what's on the docket for today? So today, you know, we've kind of touched on uh, this new phenomenon in the world of solar. It's really in, in the world of storage and then really in the world of electric vehicles. Hmm. Uh, PG&E just signed a, well, they just got $11 million to pilot a new uh, system that would allow electric vehicles to act as backup batteries during a power outage. And Wow. Wait, that's, wow, really? Yeah, cool. pretty cool. Uh, so they're piloting this with uh, General Motors and Basically, there's going to be a few homes where it's a they're going to have a General Motors electric vehicle, more than likely one of the Ford F-150 Lightning EV trucks. Oh. Uh, and the idea is uh, when the power goes out, that the electric vehicle, that battery, uh, and with the Ford, it's a 100 kilowatt hour battery. And just so you know that for most homes, that would be three days worth of power. Uh, fully, you know, air conditioning full, power? <laughs> full Whoa, really? power for three or four days. Yeah. So, wow. um, because it's a huge, a huge electric vehicle battery. Okay. And so if there was an outage and you had that truck plugged in, you probably wouldn't even notice for three days, which is incredible and a I'm, game changer. I'm fascinated by how this could be done. Like it sounds like a, a different kind of inverter on the wall or something. How would it be? Electrically, uh, that's what they're kind of working on. Okay. So right now, uh, when someone plugs their electric vehicle into the home, it's done with a electric vehicle uh, cord, you know, and you plug plug your yeah. car in. The car, the outlet is now tied to the main electric service panel. So what they were talking about is tying it to uh, what's called a critical loads panel. And so uh, the essentially it, the electricity would flow two ways, vehicle to grid and grid to vehicle. Awesome. And why that is important is right now there's in California, 
virtually every single person we're talking to wants a backup battery because we talked last week about the the energy gap that's happening where you know we're adding so many electric vehicles, PG&E shutting down uh, nuclear power plants. And so there's a huge gap between the demand for electricity and the actual supply. And so this would be, you know, so almost everyone that, they, you know, they want a, a backup battery in case the power goes out or when the power goes out. And these batteries are getting insanely expensive. So most 10 kilowatt hour batteries are approaching, you know, with installation and all the software and all the permits, and everything, it's approaching about $20,000. And... and- Wow. That's a Wait, lot. 10 kilowatts and the F-150 has how many? A hundred. Yeah. That's why there's a, a massive, massive deal. That uh, is, that is, wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And 10 kilowatt hour, that's enough to power the lights, a few lights, uh, one TV, uh, the internet, uh, and one refrigerator for eight to 10 hours. And that means don't open and close the refrigerator 10 times <laughs> at night. You know, that means you're leaving it closed. My kids don't you, know what you're talking about. No, I know. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, you can't keep going back to the refrigerator for another here, beer. Dad. It's hot in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's uh, it's pretty awesome. We're really excited by the potential. Um, wow. And this is this is really and it won't just be for GM cars. They're actually talking, making it backward compatible for any electric car. Uh, Tesla has uh, decided not to participate, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, but we, yeah, this is this is really cool uh, that you know you'd be able to use your car as the electric vehicle backup. I'm sorry, as a, as the electricity backup. Now, there's obviously it's not a perfect solution if you know if you have to drive that car to work and you have a yeah. power outage at home. You're kind of, uh oh, now what do I do? Uh, but you know, it is better then not having power, you know, if you were, if you were at home and there was a massive power outage, then, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great solution, especially this, as these backup batteries are getting way, way too expensive. Way too expensive. Uh, yeah. I, I want to get on this now. This is a great idea. <laughs> well, I mean, how do I sign up? Uh, it's coming, coming soon. So, uh, yeah, PG&E, they're working on it. Uh, they're working on it with, you know, anything with PG&E, but this is, this is, uh, uh, game changer because actually PG&E is really, they said they're really excited about this innovation and it's hard to tell who, who approached who first, but General Motors uh, providing their vehicles as on-demand power sources in PG&E territory. So I haven't heard of any other power company that's even interested in this. And so for PG&E to say, yeah, this is a, this is a direction we want to go. I mean, it's a, it's a huge no brainer. You have this giant battery in the garage and it's crazy that you can't use it for backup power or you know storing solar power into it i know uh, we we have, we have in my house i have two so let's go <laughs> for sure yeah it, wow. it's and that's another thing because you know if one car goes to work and the other one stays at home that other one can be the backup battery yeah but uh yeah according to the press release i'm reading uh, general motors uh, will have more than one million units of electric vehicle cap- capacity uh, by the end of 2025. So they're really making a huge investment into electric vehicles. And it's awesome that, uh, you know, pretty soon, you know, just three short years, <laughs> maybe add three more on top of that, but, uh, you know, to get all the, the bugs work out. But within 10 years, I think it'll be standard to have solar uh, and then this interface between the electric vehicle, PG&E and uh, solar power. I think it's a, it's a really, really exciting innovation. 
uh, solar companies are uh, either super happy about it or super upset about it. <laughs> so, wow. oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's you know batteries are are a really good you know it's you know when you sell insurance you know we've talked about that you're kind of selling fear you mm-hmm. know please you know the the one thing you don't two things you don't ever want to use is you're you know filing a claim on your uh, your insurance policy uh-huh. and uh, so you just you just pay the bill and hope you never have to use it yes i know and same <laughs> you can relate to that and then <laughs> yes, uh, and then you know uh, an alarm system you know you pay monthly mm-hmm. and you pay to get it installed and then you pray to god you never have to use it but you're just paying every month and so that's what in in essence that's what the backup batteries are so you you have this big box on the wall and you're hoping you never have to use it. Uh, but if you do, it's nice to have it. What happens though, is if there's a power outage and let's just say something happens with the solar inverter or something happens with the battery or something. Ah, happens. Okay. Now, you know, that you've had this thing on the wall and it never happens at a, you know, during business hours, it's always, you know, Sunday night at seven o'clock or, you know, and so people call yes. it like we're a fire department. And we're not a fire department. We're, we're a solar company and we're, you know, we're generally, you know, Monday through Thursday from uh, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm watching the game, man. (laughs) Or, you know, most solar companies are not set up like fire departments. So we can't dispatch or like PG&E, you know, if something, someone hits a power pole, they're out there with 25 guys and, uh, you know, they're trying really hard to get the power restored or if there's yeah. a big storm, you know, so solar companies are just not set up for this emergency system. So, uh, and then people don't want to hear that. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> we get to it as soon as we can. Uh, and then 90, 99 times out of a hundred, we find out, Oh, the guy, uh, or the, you know, the customer plugged in their hot tub to the same critical circuits that, uh, you know, something like that, where, you know, I mentioned yes. that, the solar is good for lights, TV, refrigerator, internet, and uh, we all say the same thing over and over again. But you plug in other things, space heater, furnace, or anything like that, and that kicks on. Uh, the battery goes really quick, and then there's no more power until the next day when wow. the solar starts yeah. to recharge it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so anyway, solar companies were, were struggling with that, and so this electric vehicle would get us out of the battery business and back into the solar business, which is what we're strong in. And, and so making be- that, that interface, do they have a name for that interface yet? Um, it's uh, they're con- vehicle to grid, grid to vehicle. So anyone who's listening can definitely Google that and uh, find out a lot more about it because we're, we're really just scratching the surface, but that's what this podcast is about is uh, bringing people the, uh, you know, what's happening in the world of solar. And now we're in the world of EVs and the world of, uh, uh, backup power. It's a storage battery storage. So, so it could be V two G. I would type in vehicle to grid. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, you so could spell it out. You know, and there's no acronym grid. yet. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, it's is really cool. Uh, good, good progress for sure. And uh, this could really, really help the emergency gap that we're going to have between the supply of electricity and then the demand and. Uh, you know, I, I imagine PG&E will find some way to make money off of it. But, uh, yeah, that's they're the first ones to jump in on this. So it's not, well, uh, it not would, unreasonable. It would behoove them because of the coming brownouts. 
right? Or, or whatever. That's exactly is. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Is it the big gap between supply and demand? So right. the supply of electricity is going down. The demand is skyrocketing. And so, yeah, PG&E has to do something. And so uh, having people, you know, store their solar energy into their electric vehicle battery for nighttime use would be pretty amazing. Pretty that's amazing. What I'm, that's what I'm like, hey, I'm looking around. Where's the, I'm going to do some research. All right. I'll let you know when I can get it installed. Okay. I don't think it's going to be. But now you're going to have to get that Ford F-150 Lightning EV truck, Adam. All right. I want one. Zoom. All right. Get your name on the list. You might have it in the next two to three years. $100 deposit. Yeah. Uh -huh. $100 deposit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. That's we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to wrap it up there. And thank you for taking another 10 minutes out of your week to learn more about solar. It was a well-spent 10 minutes. I think you'd agree. So if you have a question for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk SolarCast. Send us a message through there, and we'll be sure to get to it on an upcoming episode. If you would be so kind as to give us a five-star review wherever you downloaded this podcast, we'd also appreciate that. If you have a friend who's thinking about going solar, please share this podcast with them. I know they would appreciate it, and they'd love it. And they'd say thank you. And lastly, if you have any questions that you think, ah, maybe, maybe Jamie has gone over this in the past, you can go to our website, solarharmonics.com, click on the podcast link at the top of the page, and you'll be taken to a library of our past shows. Uh, tons of great information in there, and it's all in short, digestible chunks, all well uh titled all the stuff you need to get the answers that you want right now. Until next time, see you. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.